When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is the Blackout, the best college football pick and pod in the land. And joining me today is Dan Hope. He's a beat reporter for the Ohio State Buckeyes for 11warriors.com. Dan, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Dan, as we look at this Ohio State Buckeyes team, obviously there's some big changes. We've got C.J. Stroud in as a quarterback now. Justin Fields is here for the last couple of years. What are things looking like in this offense now that there's a new quarterback, a younger guy that hasn't been around as long as an experienced Justin Fields? What are the changes that you're seeing in this offense right now? Yeah, I think you could see C.J.'s inexperience in the first game, especially in the first half against Minnesota. There were some missed throws. There were times where you know, it looked like he might have missed open receivers that were out there. Just looked a little bit jittery in that first half. He even admitted after the game that, you know, he, he his his head was kind of all over the place. It, it took him a while to get settled in. But, you know, we saw him make some big plays in the second half. Got plenty of help from Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, Travion Henderson, all those playmakers around him. But uh, was able to finish his first game with 294 yards. and and four touchdowns. And so it's something to build off. You know, I think the fact that, you know, he was able to, you know, get out of his first game, you know, with a win, uh, with a good stat line, uh, making the plays that Ohio State needed him to make in the second half of that game. uh, That's an encouraging sign. And and now it's about continuing to build upon that in week two. You know, Justin Fields was uh, a spectacular player, probably the best quarterback Ohio State has ever had. So he left really big shoes to fill and it's tough if you're cj stroud because the expectations have been set so high now with what justin fields did and what dwayne haskins did before him the expectation is if you're a ryan day quarterback at ohio state you're just going to go in and tear it up immediately and you know i think in in his first game you could see hey this is a guy who's never thrown a pass at the collegiate level before so uh, some growing pains to work through but i think the signs are there uh, for him to be a very good quarterback for Ohio State, uh, but it's going to be a bit of a growth process here early in his first season. You mentioned some of the weapons that are around him and Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. I know the weapons have to help a ton. He's also got a, a deep backfield with him in the in the running back room. Mayan Williams is there. Master Teague is there. But I want to go to a guy that you mentioned already, Travion Henderson. We saw the 70-yard touchdown reception against Minnesota. How much do you expect that he's going to factor in to this offense this season? We've heard a ton about the guy. He was a you know a big play threat in the Minnesota game. Uh, but how much more playing time is he going to get as the season goes on? Yeah, I think he's going to be a factor because he was the number one running back in the country in his recruiting class for a reason. And he's got an elite speed that no one else at the running back position on Ohio State's roster right now has. He 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 brings a different dimension because of that speed that he showed on that 70-yard touchdown to just run away from a defense. And so I think he's absolutely going to have a role. I think that role 
could continue to grow as the year progresses. I think Mayan Williams, who started against Minnesota, is probably going to be the guy that continues to be that starter. Obviously, Master Teague's a veteran that's been around, but you know, I think if you were asked most Ohio State fans right now which running backs they want to see get the bulk of the carries, it's going to be Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. And I think you know the potential for Travion's role to just continue to grow as the year progresses is certainly there. I think it's awesome looking at all the skill position talent that is in this offense for the Buckeyes. I want to talk about one guy that's left, though. What does it say to you that Jamison Williams transferred out to Alabama and then had such a breakout game with Alabama versus Miami on Saturday? Yeah, I think what it says is that Ohio State's wide receiver room is ridiculously talented because basically he transferred out because he was going to be a backup for the Buckeyes this year. And, you know, then he can go there to Alabama and immediately become a top receiver for them. And so I think that tells you a lot about how talented this Ohio State wide receiver room is because, you know, certainly if you're an Ohio State fan, you see Jamison Williams make a play like that and you go, man, like, why didn't, you know, we see more of that from him when he was here? But, At the same time, I also think most Buckeye fans don't exactly feel like, oh, like it was a mistake, you know, letting him go because you look at the talent that's in the room. Of course, you've got Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson leading the way, but then you've also got young guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba and Julian Fleming and Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., who we haven't seen a ton from any of those guys yet, but those are all guys who are really highly recruited guys who are really talented guys and who all have the potential to be breakout players in this receiver room this season. So it's an absolutely loaded group. And, you know, Jameson Williams is certainly a guy that, you know, offers uh, something with his speed that, you know, I think is going to make him a big impact player at Alabama, but I think Ohio State's wide receiver room is still in a great, great spot. No doubt about it. Let's flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. Right now, coming off of the game against Minnesota last Thursday, even before that, there have been some health concerns with the defensive backs, with the Buckeyes. Can you give us kind of an update on where they stand and what things are looking like heading into this game against Oregon? Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to know for sure until Saturday morning because Ryan Day typically doesn't talk a lot about injuries and Ohio State doesn't release its availability report for a game until three hours before kickoff. So I think we're going to be in a little bit of suspense there uh, until Saturday morning to see whether Seven Banks and Cam Brown and Josh Proctor are going to play in this game because neither Banks nor Brown played against Minnesota and that Josh Proctor suffered an injury uh, in the fourth quarter there in Minneapolis. And so I think there's going to be some questions there about you know, who all is going to be available for this game. And, you know, we might just not know for sure until Saturday whether those guys are are going to be available. You know, you think Seven Banks, who was technically available for a Minnesota game but didn't end up playing, you know, you'd think unless there's been a setback there that there's definitely a chance that he could play. But, you know, in terms of of Brown and Proctor, uh, we might just kind of have to see what happens there. Now, as we look at this Ohio State defense as a whole, going back to last season, especially in the playoff, there were some concerns, especially the matchup against Alabama. I know we only have one game under our belt. Minnesota had an experienced offensive line, a good running game, an experienced quarterback. Uh, But have you learned anything from this defense in coming back from last season? Do you think there's still going to be some areas of struggle? Do you think they've made some improvements in maybe some spots as we head, you know, into week two? Yeah, I mean, I think I expected it to be a work in progress going into the season, and so I don't know that my expectations for the defense have necessarily changed based on anything we saw in week one, because like you said, 
That's a Minnesota team that has a really good running back who unfortunately got injured in that game, but, you know, has a great offensive line, you know, has a, uh, an experienced quarterback in Tanner Morgan. And so I, I expected to see Minnesota make some plays against that defense. And I expected that defense to have some growing pains coming out of the gate. And I think the question is going to be just how much can they improve over the course of a season? Because I think you know, that was a problem we saw last year is uh, when things started to go bad, they never really got fixed. You know, the, the issues with the pass defense just kind of continued to linger for the rest of the year. And so I think the question is, can Kerry Combs and the rest of his defensive staff uh, make the necessary adjustments? Can, can, can things improve over the course of a year? And can young guys develop? Because you look in that first game, Ohio State had seven first-time starters on defense, including six of the starters in the back seven. As we mentioned, they also didn't have seven banks and Cam Brown, their two projected starting cornerbacks in that game. So I think it's a work in progress. You know, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know. Can can this defense be, you know, an elite unit by the end of the year? I don't know about that. But I, I do think that there's plenty of room for this unit to improve. I, I think they have a lot of talent up front in the defensive line. I think, you know, there's still definitely questions about the linebackers and the secondary. And it's it's a lot of it's really going to come down to, you know, one, how those guys develop. And then two, uh, you know, the coaches figuring out, you know, one, who are the guys that we really need to have in the field? Who are our best players that need to be out there for the game on the line? And then, you know, figuring out how to scheme them up properly uh, to maximize those players' ability. Dan, a couple of years ago when you joined the show, we talked a lot about Chase Young. He was a superstar for the Buckeyes. And now on the other side, we've got a similar player with Kayvon Thibodeau, who's day-to-day right now. He sprained his ankle against Fresno State. We're not really sure if we're going to see him on game day against the Buckeyes. But how big a difference would it make to see him on the field for the Ducks versus seeing a defense with his absence and knowing what this offense can do with Ohio State and how special it is? Well, I mean, we're talking about a guy who could be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. So uh, certainly I think it's going to make a difference whether or not he's playing. I think you, know, you look at Ohio State's offensive line, I thought they were fantastic in the first game against Minnesota, but they also weren't going up against a player of Thibodeau's caliber. And so I think certainly if Thibodeau plays, it's going to be a big test for an offensive line that has some experienced guys in, Nicholas Petit Frere, Fair Munford, but basically everybody on the line is playing a new position this year. And so I think certainly if they go against him, uh, that's going to be a big test. And if they don't have to go against him, that's certainly going to help their cause. But, you know, Minnesota, uh, it, sorry, Oregon has some other talented players on defense too. And so I, I don't think it's just Kayvon Thibodeau sure. um, that Oregon defense. I, I still think that Oregon's defense could be a tougher test than Minnesota was even without Kayvon Thibodeau but certainly you know if he's missing that would be a massive loss for Oregon it's similar for the Ducks in the backfield kind of like we talked about with Ohio State they've got Anthony Brown a veteran quarterback uh, a little bit different than Ohio State situation but the running backs are similar CJ Verdell and Travis Dyer some guys that have been around for a long time what's your evaluation of this running game and just what the Buckeyes are going to go against this Saturday well I think the interesting thing with Anthony Brown being a running threat is that something Ohio State didn't really face in the first game with Tanner Morgan really being just a pocket passer. And so I think that'll be an interesting thing to evaluate is how do they handle the quarterback running threat that Anthony Brown provides. And certainly 
you know, they did give up over 200 yards of a ground game against Minnesota. So, you know, that's not something you ever want to do. So certainly they're going to be looking for improvement this week. I don't think that Oregon is going to be as tough a test of a run game as Minnesota was because of how big and experienced that offensive line was for Minnesota. We knew that was going to be a team who was going to really try to pound the ball. I think the question here now is going to be how much can Oregon test those athletes in the back seven? Because I think Oregon's a more athletic team than Minnesota. And so I think this is going to be a test for, okay, can those linebackers make plays in space? How sound is, is the secondary going to be? You know, Anthony Brown was up and down in that first game, so we'll see how much of a test he provides through the air. But certainly Oregon's got, got a lot of good athletes out there. And so I think, you know, that's going to really be the big key for Ohio State in this game is uh, to tackle well in space because that was something that they had some inconsistency with against Minnesota and, you know, for guys to be in the right place at the right time. I'm seeing from the 11 Warriors staff that this is going to be a massive weekend in Columbus that's understandable. What is the recruiting front looking like? What are some of the names that you're going to see on campus uh, from the high school ranks as the Ducks take on uh, the Buckeyes in Columbus? Yeah, it's going to be a huge recruiting weekend because you think about it, this is the first time that recruits have been able to go to a game at the shoe since 2019. And so this is a game that uh, a lot of recruits have really been looking forward to for a long time. And so they're going to have a lot of their top targets Uh, not only in the 2022 class, but also in the 2023 and 2024 class on campus this week. So, you know, a few, a few names that come right to mind, a guy like Sonny Styles, a five-star safety from Pickerington, Ohio, probably their top target in the 2023 class. He's visiting all over the country this fall and he's going to be on campus this weekend. Luke Montgomery is another guy in that 2023 class and an offensive tackle who's getting offers from all over the country and another Ohio guy that they really want to keep in the state. Uh, Jaden Davis in the class of 2024. Uh, he's currently the number one overall prospect quarterback from South Carolina. Uh, he's a guy that they are very high on, that they want to be their quarterback of the future. So that's a really big visit. And I, I think they're going to be hosting over, 30 guys this weekend who are are top prospects. So uh, this is going to be a huge recruiting weekend, uh, a big opportunity for a bunch of the top players in the country to come see Ohio stadium and and attend the game for the first time. Awesome. And now Daniel, uh, as we look at things, as we go into this weekend, the reason people tune into this podcast, the reason they take part with it is because they're involved in pick'em contests with us. They're trying to win prizes. So Dan, as you look at uh, this matchup, what kind of score are you looking at for this game? Who are you picking? Uh, what's going to go down this Saturday? Yeah, it, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game because I am picking Ohio State to win. But, you know, I think if you're picking against the spread, I think that's where it becomes a more challenging game, in my opinion, because I know I've seen, you know, everything from like 11 and a half. So I think it might even be over. 14 now in terms of a spread and to me i think it's going to be a two-score game that's where i'm going with i'm going with around 38 to 28 i i think ohio state is the better team i think ohio state's talent should win out at the end of the day but i do think oregon's defense is better than minnesota's defense and so i think oregon is going to uh, give ohio state's offense a bit more resistance and i i think you know ohio state's defense with some of the growing pains that it's working through I think Oregon's going to be able to score some points. So I don't see this game being a blowout. You know, I think 
you know, you don't rule it out because I think Ohio State is the more talented team. And you know that Oregon's potentially going to be without Kayvon Thibodeau. But I think Oregon's going to keep it competitive. It was not a great first game for the Ducks, but I think they're going to play up to their competition this week and, and play better against Ohio State. And so I think it's going to be a competitive game into the fourth quarter. But ultimately, I'm going to say that Ohio State wins by two scores. Yeah, Dan, I'm pretty much in agreement with you on this one. I like the Buckeyes in this matchup. I think they're probably going to win it by a couple of scores. Uh, Like you, I don't think it's probably going to be a blowout. But we do appreciate the time. Thank you so much for coming out and joining us here on the show. And if you're up for it, we will certainly check in with you again as the season develops for another big showdown here on the Blackout. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.